and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 19. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben. Hi. Today, we're just going to be saying welcome back. The main The main concept of this podcast is to discuss youth coaching or youth soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look at choosing a different subject to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice that we might have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other coaches, other people who are coaching at this level as well. Now, Ben, we've had a, a fair old break there, a little bit longer than I think we originally intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. So, so um, apologies for that. Yeah, we were getting a little bit of abuse, weren't we, uh, over the email? So, for yes. one reason, for one reason or another, uh, it did end up being a little bit longer. Um, we had we had other podcasts. We had the World Cup, didn't we? And then. Yeah. You know, life just kind of gets in the way. But I think we're going to try and get back to um, a weekly. We might some weeks, it, it may be bi-weekly, yeah. um, and, and we'll just see how it goes. But we, we should be back on track now. We'll, we'll keep them coming regularly. Yep, good to be back. It certainly is, as Gary Glitter once said. So let me edit that bit out, especially <laughs> as we're talking about kids football. <laughs> Yeah. You could probably leave that in for a bit of comedy value. <laughs> um, so Ben, at, at the moment, as you know, so I'm I'm taking a little bit of time off, um, leaving the head coach to it. I've got some personal things to, to attend to, but you're very much back into the new season now. So yeah. how's it been going? It's been good. So uh, unfortunately, we, we lost the game today because of the weather. Um Weather was atrocious down here. Although one of our under, one of one of our other under 11s teams managed to play their game, and they play around the corner from us, where where I live. And the fact that they played that game was pretty astonishing because the weather was so awful. Our game got cancelled about nine o'clock. My daughter's Evie's game got cancelled about the same time. Um, I know one of the under nines coaches from our club, who's one of my friends, he. He had to drive over to Heathrow, which is about nearly an hour's drive. Mm-hmm. He had to leave at half eight, and they actually played their game. But he said it was the conditions were appalling. He said they, his kids absolutely hated it. So, um, so yeah, we lost the game today, unfortunately. Um, although by some quirk of fate in the fixtures, we were due to play a team we played two weeks ago at their place for the second time in three weeks, which is kind of odd. Um, but yeah, we've started all right. So we beat, we won our first game 3 0. We won our second game last week 2 1, which was a local derby against one of our other under 11s teams. Because we've got three of us in the same division, bizarrely. We've got four under 11s teams and three of us are in the same division. So um, so it was a real hard fought game. And we won 2 1 in the last 30 seconds. Left foot volley from Elijah, my lad, into the top corner. So it was a nice way to win. But it was a real, real tough game. And uh, we didn't cope very well with them building out from the back. So that's something to really focus on in the next training session because we, we really let them play out from the back very, very easily. Mm-hmm. 
So how um so you you playing nine aside now there's yeah. no retreat rule back to the halfway line so I I'd have thought and I'm sure we discussed this in the in the last season so you know if you if you've got uh, say Liverpool's front three you know they're going to press the defenders aren't they so mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine a lot of teams uh, the goalkeepers going to have to kick it a bit longer so so how yeah. how, how did they how did the boys handle that. Well, in terms of us defending the goal kick pretty badly on Sunday, the last week, um, so, and it was like, if you think about when Liverpool played Man City and we basically pushed the front three onto the edge of the box to sort of almost man-mark their defenders so they couldn't play it out short. It was kind of like that, but we what we didn't do is we were leaving one of the defenders free, so we had two pushing up, not three. Mm-hmm. And then they had this really good midfield player who was quality on the ball. And basically, the goalkeeper just pretty much took every free kick, every goal kick to him, and he just he just kept turning away from us and um, building attacks. So it was kind of really frustrating because we just didn't pick him up. And then when we did pick him up, we got too tight to him, so he was turning. So I was surprised. It's the first time we'd really we've really struggled with with that because we played quite a few nine side games and. I think the team we played, our other under-11s team, they've, they've done a lot of work on building from the back. You could tell they were really quite well drilled and they knew what they were doing and we found it really difficult to to, to deal with it. So mm-hmm. second half, we played a lot better and we coped with it a lot better. But we, yeah, it gave me, it's like always, when you, the games you're really struggling, it's when you learn, isn't it? And you think, right, we've got to do a lot of work on that. Um, yeah, I guess if you know if they've got a good Ray Wilkins type who's dropping deep, receiving yeah. it on the half turn, it, you know, you have a player like that at this level, <laughs> then typically most most teams would struggle against that if, if they are that good. Absolutely, it's just that that one kid, isn't it? Who's just maybe a bit better than the others. Who's so good on the ball, and you know, you can just give it to him, and he's going to be able to find a little bit of space. Um, but it's all learning, you know. It's kind of um, that's for me to try and coach the players to to deal with that scenario better. And I've been focusing more on us playing out from the back so far. This We've only had a couple of training sessions, but um, I've been focusing on us building from the back and just, you know, different options and and moving around and finding space. And, we, and it's going okay from that point of view, but, um, you know, you learn as you go, I think. And generally speaking, we've, We've done well. I mean, this is we've been promoted this year, so we're in a new division. So to win the first two games is is great. Um, and the first game when we won three 0 the first sort of ten fifteen minutes of that game, we were absolutely shocking, and we could have been three or four 0 down. And it was a real hard. We just didn't wake up. And then after that, we sort of got our act together, and we we could have won five or six 0 So yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. And the next few weeks, we've got festival fixtures, so they mix the teams up. Um, so you play some teams from your division and we've got three teams from the division above. So it's to sort of, they do that for sort of six weeks just to assess mm-hmm. where all the teams are at. And on the back of that, you may get moved up or down. So it's going to be, so that was the first one last week in the festival fixtures, which we won, which is good. Lost the game today, but then we've got a team, uh, I think from division above next week. So that'll be a good, uh, good test for us. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good. And and you say about the three teams being in the in the one division. I'm I'm pretty sure that won't the season won't finish like that, will it? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, 
the Blues, who we beat last week, I spoke to the manager today, they've lost three games in a row now. So they may, they lost 6-3 today. Um, they were 6-2 six, six, down at half-time, which is pretty incredible. Uh, That's a good, good second half performance. Well, that's what he said. He said, <laughs> he, he said, he said, they, he said basically they had one good kid who played number 10. He said, you just couldn't get the ball off him. Mm-hmm. So he just ran them absolutely ragged. So he said, just keep an eye out for him. We're playing him in three weeks. So... I've got a heads up from him. So it's quite a good one to say because I'm quite friendly with him. So we compare notes. I'm like, oh, who have you played today? And vice versa. And we sort of say, oh, you know, when you play him, you've got to watch out for this and that. So it's helping each other out. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they've lost three games. So he's on a bit of a downer, but he's got a good team. I mean, they've, they've we really struggled last week. So they've got two really pacey strikers and we just couldn't, were not the quickest defensively. So they were kind of tearing us to pieces a bit and we managed to sort of cling in there and do well to keep them out. So, um, yeah, we do struggle a bit against pace. So again, it's just kind of that trying to work the offside trap and get, get the players in sync and all that sort of thing. So it is a challenge, but um, we've started all right, so I can't complain too much. That's good. That's good. You know, one of the things that's just occurred to me, I hadn't planned to talk about this, but um, I, I think it's interesting. So so a friend of mine lives in lives in Barcelona and his young lad, um, so same age group, it's, it's under 11s, um, <coughs> He he was playing for Barcelona, and last season, at the end of last season, they they've released him from that that age group, and then they have a number of kind of districts, I guess, around Barcelona. So there's like a tier below, you know, the Barcelona kids, and then there's all these. It's still associated with Barcelona, but it's it's like a tier down, and they moved from seven aside. Straight to eleven aside. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's no. I, I was chatting to him about the retreat rule. He was saying, "No, there's none of that here." So I, I thought it was really interesting, and I, and I said about, well, you know, for for us, the kids get this kind of incremental, you know, um, approach to 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 get to a full fully competitive 11 aside game and I, I think uh, you know to be honest I, I think it's something that the English FA have got right yeah I think so I think it is difficult suddenly playing offside and I think there's just so much to think about you've got to think about offside I think the retreat thing is quite mind-boggling to them to start with because they're so used to having that time to bring the ball out and obviously you don't get that time now so like you said you do find sometimes you goalkeeper has to kick it longer and all that sort of thing so yeah I think there's a bit I can see both sides I mean it'd be interesting going from 7 to 11 getting all the the sort of growing pains out of the way in one hit but I think the I think the jump from 9 to 11 would be a lot smoother then I think mm-hmm. I think it's two years we do 9 aside. I think I can't remember if it's under under 13s you go to 11 I can't remember but um should know got told on the <laughs> on a level one oh course, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember, but um, I yeah, can't remember either. To be honest, can't remember, but it's um, obviously I prefer the nine side. It's a bit more challenging. It's a bit more tactical. I think they should be. It's good to play the proper rules of the game and stuff. So um, g- generally speaking, we've adapted pretty well to it, and we've had a couple of tournaments as well, which helped. So we've played, you know, four or five short fifteen-minute games in that format to get used to it. And that's a really good way of sort of embedding into that kind of style. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Um, and we'll see how we go in the next few weeks. These are going to be interesting games for us. So it's a good barometer of, you know, are we in the right division? 
uh, are we ready for the next one up? I would say at the moment, no. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's cool. And so, I guess the the one question I've got for you then. So we've we've obviously uh, well, we've got eighteen episodes of how we were doing last year. So going into this season, have you kind of reflected on on how? last season went and, and have you changed anything about your approach going into this season? Uh, not, not really, not that much. I think I'm put, the only thing I would say probably is I'm putting a lot more thought into training and how I structure the session and what we're going to work on. Um, because I think I've had to, because obviously it's a new, it's a new format of the game and there's different things that we need to try and get our heads around, mainly I mean, the focus is it's, it's a bit odd at the moment because um, we're looking at schools for next year for the kids and pretty much every school open evening is on a Thursday when we train. So pretty much every Thursday f- from last week to the end of September is gone. So we haven't been able to train for, a, we couldn't train last week, we can't train this week. So you, you're sort of losing two hours of time where you can really work on those things like last week where we didn't really close down the space very well. Um, so we're going to have to go into the next game on the back of no training because I'm, I'm finding it quite difficult with the parents to try and find another day to train. So, um, But there is a lot more thought going into what do I want the main focus of the session to be? And there always was that, but I think I found it kind of easier in some ways to focus on what the session is going to be about because there's so many things that we're not quite up to speed on yet. So mm-hmm. the focus at the moment has really been on how we build from the back. Uh, and the offside rule, whereas the focus for the next few weeks will be on closing down space and when we're out of possession and that sort of thing. So not not too much. I think it's the same squad pretty much with the new... We've got three new additions, and they they came from another of our teams from last year. So they know they know the club, they know the format. So it's, not, it's been pretty smooth, um, and we've got a good bunch of parents. Um, so, yeah, I've not, I've not changed too much. I think I'm more reflective of how the players are doing and what their weaker points are and what I can build on. Cause it's difficult trying to get the balance between focusing on individuals and focusing on the team. That's what I always mm-hmm. have a hard time with because you only get an hour and 10 minutes with them a week, apart from on a match day. Um, and maybe a bit of, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes before the game. So it's kind of just trying to find that balance and I'm trying to focus as well, if I can more on certain individuals, because there's certain individuals that, haven't really picked up the habits I would have hoped from last season, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're still they're still doing the same things that I'm trying to coach them out of doing. You know, like the communication's not amazing for a few of them. They're very quiet still. Um, so I've been working on different sort of practices to get that improved. Um, so, yeah, it's just trying to... I mean, today I'd actually written down... We didn't do it. I'd written down a little personal... Uh, thing for each player that I wanted him to think about during the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, like a challenge. Yeah, like goalkeeper, you know, be more vocal when the ball's near you in your area and you want it or, you know, have, use your left foot if you've got a shot on. Don't try and get it on your right. Just little things like that. And I've not really done that before, um, but I thought it might be just give them a little jolt for those individuals to try and maybe think about that. And I'm going to do that probably every week now in training. And um yeah. I was talking to another coach yesterday, a friend of mine, and he's got his assistant. He does um, 
he does this huge spreadsheet as assistant and he and he lists every player and he does a little player review of how they did in the game and how they did in training and he'll do, you know, yeah, did this well, could focus on this and he gives them homework as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really detailed. I was quite kind of gobsmacked how much detail this guy's putting into it. And I thought, oh, should I be, maybe I should be doing that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I reflect, obviously, I told you, I mean, you know, I cycle to work two hours a day and that's my reflection time. And I think about coaching a lot. I think about how the players are doing, think about what I want to talk to them about. And it's kind of, I rehearse it in my head when I think about it. So that's kind of my, you know, plan, do, review, if you like. But I don't sort of jot it down on paper. It's all kind of in my head. And I think like the comments I was going to write today are, are a sort of um, the conclusion of that, I suppose. So, yeah, maybe a, again, it's just the time, isn't it, to produce something like that. I was quite impressed by it, but I thought that must have taken him ages. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the, the, the thing I'll say... It, I, and I don't do that. I don't have a massive spreadsheet. I have wondered about it or, you know, I, I was searching for apps, you know, I was thinking there must be a good app and there might yeah. be. I just, I just never really found one. Um, but the, the problem is if you carry it all in your head, the, the way our brains work, we do have biases. So I, I can see if you, if you're getting stuff down, and and the real trick would be if you had some way to make it objective, you know. So if to me a spreadsheet, if you've got like you know how to, uh, player A, uh, and you just write a wordy kind of description on how they did in the game, yeah. Going back and looking over the last ten games, it, you're going to have to read each one and and yeah. kind of it, it'll be handy to jog your memory, but nothing beyond that. Yeah. I guess if you had something like, you know, different columns on, you know, uh, shooting, passing, yeah, communication. control, yeah. communication, and, and then you had a scoring system from one yeah. to five effort, yeah. then I could see you could actually look at things like trends and, and you've got some numbers to work with, the metrics there, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, my my personal view is it was too detailed for nine-year-olds. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I quite like the idea of giving them homework. I like that. But then, again, that's down – you're relying on the parent then to take him down the park. It's it's not practical in winter when it's dark and you're at school. It's it's hard, isn't it, to work on those things. Well, it, but... is it? Is it? Because don't they play it? I know when I was at school, I used to play football at break times, at well, lunch true. times. I, I think if you um, – I think if you had a challenge, you know, and again, it was something simple. This is what Make I've been sure thinking about, yeah, like, almost like, right, but this is your challenge for next week. I want to see some evidence that you've gone away and worked on it, for example, like using your left foot. So next week when we come to training, I'm going to ask you to try and get a couple of shots away and I want to see that you've put a bit of work into it or something like that. So just mm-hmm. sort of challenge them and get, you know, maybe you're right, you know, they kick a tennis ball against the wall with the left foot. There's nothing to stop me doing yeah. that. Now, well, yes, yeah. yeah, you're right, actually. I, I think that's a good point. That's a fair point. And and let's face it, even if they... The, the learning isn't linear, is it? You know, if they put 10 hours in on the left foot, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll come in yeah. next next Sunday and, and they'll suddenly be a lot better. But, you know, if they're, if they're practicing at it, eventually they, they will improve. Um, but I, I think it's right if, if kids, and, and I know this with, with the girls as well, that if they're only playing football in that hour, 
they're not going to improve. Yeah. They, they need to be going away and, and playing, you know, to, and, and some of them don't want to necessarily improve, you know, uh, yeah. too much. It's all about, you know, playing with your mates and stuff like that, Absolutely. having a bit of fun. But, you know, for the kids who are a bit more serious about it, they need to be doing that practicing outside of, outside of the practice time that we have. Yeah, I think, and that's what's going to be interesting about this season for me, is that this, I'm going to, whereas last season it was all new and it was great fun and all this, but I think as they get older, I think you start to see the kids that do take it that bit more seriously and, you know, this is a big deal for them. And I think there's other kids that you, you can tell, like you said, they like just coming along because their mates go. And, you know, they're quite good. They've got a bit of talent, but they're happy just coming along bit of fun at trading for an hour turn up on a get and you know enjoy playing in the matches and stuff and that's it and it's kind of i kind of want a bit more if that makes sense i want them to be i want this to sort of be like for elijah i know that it's his be all and end all playing football because it, it just is and it's the same for evie and her team you know that mm-hmm. that is what they get off on they love it and i don't i, I think it's going to be interesting to see as the season progresses how many of the other kids kind of because some of them i would say have uh, not stood still. I don't like to use that word, but they've not. I've not seen a difference over the course of the season in how they've not just performed, but you know the social aspect of it within the team, how they interact, how they communicate, and all that sort of thing. And I think other players, I have seen that growth and that development. Um, so it's going to be, yeah. I'm kind of watching closely this season, and, and I will be kind of weighing up how they're all doing and. Because we, you know, we get a lot of trialists in the summer, and I want the team to keep improving. I think because we've had quite a few promotions, I think there's going to be a point where you start. We're starting to see now the games are becoming harder, and you can see the players that are struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. and the players that are kind of rising to the challenge, and that's really interesting to see. And it's obviously my job to try and bring up those players who have struggled a bit and teach them and use what knowledge I've got to try and educate them and be- make them become more used to that level of football because I think, you know, we're doing well as a team and, but I think the growth, because we've had a lot of growth and movement through the divisions, it's going to slow down now and we're going to get these games that are a lot harder and it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, which players can really step up to that. And you can tell I've got a few players who go to other, not other clubs, but they play maybe on a Saturday for another team and they also go training midweek with, I've got a few go to like academy training and stuff. So, and you can tell those players they've, they're slightly, you know, a bit better with their communication or a bit better on the ball. So, also you get you can tell this players who just who just only play for me and train and have a match and that's it. They don't probably do anything else. And I just think you can tell that, you know, it just makes that little bit difference. But again, like you said, maybe giving them those challenges uh, will help bring some along. And the biggest problem I've got, I don't know what the girls are like. Maybe you can give us your wisdom of your experience on that. But some of my team are still so quiet. It's, it's almost painful and you're kind of like tearing your hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're generally a lot louder, uh, before a ball's kicked. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, they, they do need to talk a bit more quite honestly. And, and it's, I'm sure I've used this analogy in the past, you know, it's like when you learn to drive a car, isn't it? You know, you're focused on the technical aspects. You're f- 
focused on putting the clutch in before you change the gears. You're supposed to look at the road, but you're supposed to look at how fast you're going. And it, and it's all, it's all just buzzing through your mind. So, you know, when someone says about shouting for the ball and stuff, it's, it's, you know, it's just another thing. So I think, I think that will come, but, but no, and we're not there yet. Yeah. It's, um, a few of mine have really started to improve it, which is good. Um, I mean, we did. I do this. Um, I do this little handball game. So it's it's like net. It's basically netball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically netball rules, but they've got to try and throw it in the goal. But really, does does get them shouting for the ball. And, and the rules are they they can only have the ball if they shouted the person's name who's got the ball. Otherwise, they can't have they can't have it thrown to them. Because some of my you know you get the few kids that go pass over here. And I'm like, well, if you're shouting pass, I don't know who's calling for it. I'm not looking. You know, I need but to hear a name. That's interesting because, again, so I say they don't, but in the practices, you know, when, when we're specifically trying to get them to do that, mm. what generally happens is someone has the ball and then six other girls shout the person's name from all different directions, whether they're marked or not. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's typically happened. So... I don't know, I guess. That's interesting. I didn't notice that so much, actually. Obviously, there's, some of them did do that. But but also, the focus for me with doing it was, was the movement. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you're yeah. Not, you know, you've, you've got to move. It's all about movement because there's two reasons for doing it. And afterwards, I'll, I say to them, like, why have we just done that? And, you know, they come up with the right answers. Yeah, you know, movement, communication, you know, finding space and all this sort of stuff, marking. Um, and it does help. But then, of course, you, you think, great, you know, they get in it and you go on the pitch and it's really strange. It's kind of like some of them, are, they just sort of retreat into this shell of not wanting to, to call for the ball. It's really, really odd. Um, whereas some of them are really, really vocal. And, you know, my center asks, great now. He's, he called when he wants, if he wants to head the ball, he shouts his name out, Dan's bang, heads it. Brilliant. And I love seeing that. Um, but then you get, you know, you've got the two or three who just won't say boo to a goose. And it's odd because in training, they lark about and, they're all mates, and you know some are a bit more cliquey than others. With they've got their little friends and within the team, but generally they all get on really well. And it's kind of odd seeing them go from that messing about and being really comfortable with each other. Maybe it's the pressure of the game. I don't know. There probably I, is a bit of that. I think some kids just are affected by oh uh, yeah, affected by playing with people they don't know. Yep. That's a true. lot more than others. And and I, I remember this from, from being back at school. You know, there were some kids who, you know, in the playground would run around sort of six players and bury it in the top corner. And then yeah. you'd play with them at the weekend and, and you know, they'd, they'd hardly get a kick. So I, th- I think... I think it's possibly that, that just mm. some people, they, they don't even think about it. Others, they, they just get a bit more shy, I think, when they're, when they're playing against kids they don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting. It's a weird dynamic. I mean, out of the three new players, they've all come from the same team. Um, two of them don't really know the group at all, whereas one of them, he's friends with most of my team anyway. Um, but one of them who's come, who didn't really know the group, he's really, really vocal, really loud, and he's a really, he's, and he's a real, quite a good character as well. So he's, and the other one's quite quiet, but I've started to see him start shouting for the ball a lot more and having that confidence. And the ones who are the real quiet ones are the ones who've been with us from the start. And they just still, I mean, this will make you laugh. I got, I got a message from 
one of the mum, I've told you this, haven't I already? I got a message from one of the mums on Sunday after the game and she said her, her son had come home really upset. And of course I'm thinking, oh God, you know, what's happened? And she said he's really upset because one of the other lads for the second week running wouldn't pass the ball to him. Um, <laughs> so it kind of made me kind of chuckle a bit, but ironically, they're probably the two quietest, quietest players on the pitch. So you've got this scenario where one of them, to be fair, the lad who uh, wasn't passing has got a bit of an issue with completely over dribbling. He does it quite a lot and it does drive me a bit mad. Um, but of course, it's very, I mean, I, obviously, I, I can't pay attention to every part of the game and who's shouting, who's not shouting, but I'm pretty sure he's not getting a shout for the ball because this mm-hmm. other lad is so quiet on the pitch. I mean, he, when he does call for the ball, it's like he almost whispers. You can't hear anything he's saying. Um, so I've got to sort of, I've been thinking all week how I'm going to deal with that situation. What am I going to do? Because obviously the mum's going, oh, you know, it's he's not passing. It's really doing doing his head in. And I'm like, yeah, okay, don't worry. Leave it with me. I'll sort something out. So I've been thinking, how am I going to do It's quite an interesting sort of quandary to deal with. So if you've got any suggestions, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, a, I've come up with a sort of thing I'm going to do to try. And it's going to be, it's not, it's a bit of a cop out, but I'm going to have a general chat to the whole group. I'm going to discuss in detail about, uh, okay. So, you know, just create some scenarios. What do you think you should do here? You know, that kind of approach. And, you know, if mm-hmm. this guy's here, should you pass to him? But what if he's not calling for the ball? Should you pass to him? If, you if, you, if he's in space and he's called for the ball and you don't pass to him, how do you think he's going to feel? And you, who hasn't who haven't had the ball passed you, what do you think, how do you feel about that? What, what would you say to your teammate? And just sort of almost challenge him a bit to sort of, because you almost want the players to have a bit of a go at each other, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Not in a nasty way, because some of them do do it. If they don't get past the ball, they, you know, they, they sort of throw their arms up and, oh, you haven't passed it, which is maybe the, a bit too extreme. But you, you almost want to challenge them and say, well, look, You've almost you almost want to say some sort it out amongst yourselves, not not as directly as that, but it's, I think a bit of that's got to come from the players personally. That's my view. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great approach to to approach it with the questions and yeah. not so so they hold each other to account as yeah. such, but I think they would. Um, but but just get them thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but it's a tough one as well, isn't it? You know, it's not. It's, it's not a perfect fair world, isn't it? You know, so the best kid is going to run rings around everyone else, not pass it and score all the goals. And, and everyone else might feel a bit hard done by because yeah. they're not getting a pass to the ball. Well, <laughs> I don't know what, what exactly you do that in practices, you know, you can, you can zone. You li- yeah. Limit touches. and Yeah. You can zone things really off and you can make that. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I but, do a lot of that with him in mind, this particular kid, because uh-huh. he's pretty terrible at, you know, he doesn't get, he's one of those who looks at the, looks at the ball and maybe looks at his opponent, but he doesn't look around. He's got no awareness necessarily of who's around him. And mm-hmm. it's just that constant, wasting of so many good situations because he's not past the ball and there's people in the box completely unmarked and it it does drive you mad and you you kind of you sort of treat them with kid gloves because you don't want to go look it's ridiculous you're not passing the ball come on you've got to sort of say hey come on think about your options what should you think what should you do there and I do do a lot of that but then all, of course they go back on the pitch and they carry on doing it it's yeah, really frustrating yeah. but it's I guess 
the other the other thing that's just popped into my mind there is you you said about the the kid who's a, a bit upset and, and you know when it's coming through the filter of a mum yeah how upset is he really you know uh-huh. you don't know unless you're you're asking the kid well you don't know but what i was going to say is why not set him a challenge just very quickly his mum wasn't even there either of those games right right so you know i don't know if that's the dad because he's he's normally our top scorer and he hasn't scored a goal this season i think he's found it quite hard it's a bit well that's a reason to be upset isn't it it is and i think there's a bit of that that he's not scored a goal as well and you know, so yeah, it's yeah. the same mum who complained that he didn't get a trophy for being top scorer. You've got to take a few of these things with a pinch of salt in this particular case. But yeah, I think, like you said, throwing it back to the kids is maybe a way to go. But yeah, sorry, carry on. I was, well, yeah, I was, I was going to say. So, so set that kid. You said you said he was quiet on the pitch. Yeah, set him a simple challenge. Next game, I want you. So X number of times, so let's say three times, five times, whatever it is. The matches are a bit longer, aren't they? So maybe five times. I want to see you call loudly for the ball. Big lung full of airs so I can hear it on the sidelines. Five times. That was pretty much his challenge for today if we played. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, you, you're not you're not solving all the problems at once. But if you think it's part of that soup of different problems is that he's he's too quiet on the pitch, and, and the other kids don't know that he's free if he is free or if he's on for a ball. Just just setting that challenge, and and hopefully, you know, vary up. But you know, if you set it again in a in a month or two or something you know hopefully he starts to develop that habit and it and he stops stops becoming a challenge and he, he just does it as part of the game yeah i think he's going through a little bit of a crisis of confidence because he's not scored and i think it's hard for him because obviously most teams are playing three defenders and i play i sort of play a striker and maybe a number 10 but he's up against three defenders a lot of the time and it's kind of He's just found it difficult. He's not. He's missed a couple of chances, but and he's he's one of those. His head does drop a bit if he misses chances. He's you know he finds it hard to shrug it off. So there's a bit of that. Goal, as well, so even at the top level of the game, goal, your goal scorers are your confidence players, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely, I think he is. He he kind of um, he kind of needs a goal really, um, and the goals are getting shared out amongst other players. But he's I think he's just used to being that main top scorer. I think it's seven aside. It was a lot easier for him. So, mm-hmm. but but and, you know, he's one of the players that has struggled so far. So he's got to to sort of try and snap out of it and step up a little bit. So here's another thought. So we know that going from seven aside to nine aside, it's only two players, but it does become a lot more tactical i mean you you're almost at the full game there aren't you pretty, um, pretty much it feels like it when you're on the pitch you don't notice it's a, it's nine you, you it's almost like it's 11 yeah yeah um so so you're expecting it to be quite a bit of learning and and the learning is messy so that doesn't mean each week you're going to get better and better it means you know it's a bit frustrating you know it was easier last year when it was seven aside, I mean, have you have you made that point to the kids that you know, just be aware, you know, this is harder. So, you know, it, for some of you, it, you'll slot into it easily. Yeah. 
others, depending on what, what, how you play and the position on the pitch that you are and everything, it, it's, it's going to take time. And maybe just, you know, just reinforcing that, you know, that's the expectation as well. Um, yeah. It might help with some of that confidence if someone's going through a, yeah, worth, a bad I mean, time. Yeah, I will reiterate that. I mean, we've kind of said before, during, after games that, you know, this is harder. You know, there's more players, there's better teams, it's more tactical, the rules are different. Um, some of you aren't going to find it as easy. And it's, you know, it's interesting because, like I said, a few of them have really stepped up and improved a lot, uh, which is great. Uh, and others are just sort of finding their feet, I think. You know, nobody's going on there and looking completely horrendously out of place. It's just, you know, those those little things that came easy to them last year, some have found it a little bit harder and some have really blossomed and, and risen to it. So so it's good. It's, um, yeah, it is what it is. Well, you know, we won two games, can't complain with that, but we played one of the tournaments we played the other week. We played... Um, the best team in the Surrey Youth League, and they absolutely annihilated us. Right. So it was only a 15-minute game. We lost 3-0, and we couldn't even get out of our half. If we played a full 60-minute game, we probably would have lost, I would think, 15-0 or something. Yeah. Without, without exaggerating, because we just they were on a completely different planet to us. And you could tell it was a team who played together for a few years. They, were, they seemed more physically imposing than us. They moved the ball better than us. They communicated better than us. And I, I kind of said after the game, I said, that's... That's the barometer. I said, don't beat yourselves up. I said, that, that team doesn't lose any games. They've gone like a few years unbeaten or something because no, nobody can beat them. They're too good. Um, so it was a mismatch. But I said, you know, you've just got to go out there and not worry about it. I said, just treat it as a learning curve and because otherwise you'll just, you'll just get so depressed about it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it was an experience. That's cool. So we did have something else to talk about, about if we've hit any bumps in the road. But I think we, looking at the time, I think we might save that one for next week. Yeah, that's fine, mate. Because I think you know we've been been going for three quarters. We didn't knock on record for a little while, did we? But yeah, we I, I think if we try and keep it we keep it short, two hours now to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Um, so cool. So should we should we wrap up there then? And uh, yeah. I'll just say, have you, have you got any contact details for us, Steve McLaren? Steve McLaren, <laughs> Steve's back. Grassroots <laughs> coach cushed. Um, yeah. So uh, if you want to drop us an email, we are at G Roots. Oh, I can't even remember the email addresses, mate. Good stuff. So, <laughs> well, let's let's fumble on through it. So I'm not going to edit any of this out. But it's grassrootscoachcast at gmail dot com. Me. and the uh, the Twitter account is G Roots Coachcast, is it? That's the one. Yep, yep. <laughs> is that right? Seamless. <laughs> I've only got the Twitter page open in front of me as well. <laughs> the humiliation. I, yeah. I was getting better at that because we've had so long off. I haven't I haven't perfected it at G Roots Coachcast. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get in contact, um, even to just tell us off again for leaving it so long please feel free and uh, yeah it was good to be back with you and hopefully you'll enjoy this episode been good actually been good to blow the cobwebs off
yeah yeah and like i say we'll be we'll be back regularly so just a just a few plugs as well so one of the other podcasts that ben and i do is the chat footy podcast so if you just type chat footy into itunes or whatever your podcast catcher of choice is that you'll come across that and uh, there we tend to focus on more the the higher level the elite part of the game so we started off uh talking discussing the world cup um be interesting to go back and listen to that one ourselves at some point in the future i'm sure um and at the moment we're just focusing we're going into the into the english premier league season Okay, Ben, as you say, a good one, good one to uh, to get back into it. So uh, cheers for that, and um, we'll be back again next week. Thank you all. Catch you soon.